Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and also betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever before, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first episode just use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21, 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jordan, what's going on? Week 15. Week 15 was weird as hell. Week 15. <laughs> I hate week 15. It was so everything for the most. There were a couple of things, but it was like slim to none. And like even the things that did go my way, it like wasn't a big enough deal to like make the things that did not go my way any better. It was just bizarre. And then the league actually fell apart. So really? that yeah, was fun. True. COVID all over the place. Injuries all over the place. Uh, if you were fortunate enough to have a bye week in fantasy last week for the playoffs and play this week, like I had a for like I'm in this. I was in the semis that I'm, I'm bounced. Cause I had the worst week ever. It was bad. It was brutal. Like I had a nine game winning streak. Number one seed. And just crap the bed. I'm I'm beside myself. I can yeah yeah. I didn't make it. I was riding the like seven and six train, yeah. and I like was just on the outskirts of playoffs in both of my leagues. So that was fun. But I, um, I, I have one more league. I'm I'm hoping because I'm in the. I've had a first round by this week, but I'm in the semis for next week. So I have that to hopefully on to. With this I was. Yeah, because that, that was a blessing. I I didn't like my just to start off my week for for the fan, for the semis. Michael Pittman Jr. gets ejected. Hey, let's do that. You get one point from Michael Pittman. Uh, <laughs> thought Ramadre Stevenson would would fill in nicely for Damian Harris. Nah, he didn't. Do, he didn't do jack shit. So I'm like, okay, I can be hopeful. Maybe my my guys will pick up the steam. No, nothing, nothing from James Conner, who we'll get into later with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Cordell Patterson, nothing. Keenan Allen was the only guy I got double digits from. That's it. That's and it. I'm glad I, that's well. Who was your quarterback? Oh, so good question. So <laughs> I did get double digits from Jimmy G because Lamar was out, and I was like, "What do I do?" So I picked yeah. up Tua. Glad I didn't pick. Glad I didn't start Tua, and then I put in Jimmy G. That. And that was the rest of my week. I was like, okay. I'm done. 
I'm going to play for third place, maybe get my money back. And then, yeah, yeah, it was brutal. So, yeah, no, I can't. I'm honestly really glad. Uh, I didn't even have to deal with it. I'm like, you know what? It's probably better. I got out when I did because mm -hmm. it would have been really painful. My team was like just hanging on these last couple of weeks as is. And I just feel like it would have gotten really, really ugly. It was. And I saw you know, one I guy tweet. And he was like, my advice for fantasy playoffs, bench all of the guys that got you there. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be right. He'd yeah. be right. Everybody that were superstars that just uh, – Joe Mixon, terrible week. Yeah. Jamar Chase, terrible week. Tom Brady, terrible week. Terrible. Like, just, How are you feeling about that? You know, and that's a good segue. Uh, okay. The Bucks losing to the – New Orleans Saints for Sunday night football, nine to nothing. Leonard Fournette out with an ankle inj injury. Maybe back, not this week, but next week. So fantasy relevance, probably not. Uh, Mike Evans, hamstring injury, not as bad as it was. We've seen that before. Probably take a week off. But the biggest one was Chris Godwin, who thought was, was going to be a sprained MCL, but turned out to be a torn ACL. Yeah. He is out. For the rest of the season. Welcome back, Antonio Brown, to say yeah. the least. He's yeah, that, uh that works out good timing. Yeah. Um, am I cause for concerned about the Bucks? Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Because if you can't score at least three on the on the Saints now, the Saints are their defense is pretty good, but you know, you should have the next man up. I mean, I know you had the three the three guys that really given you the most you know pr production out of the whole year now are out you know at least go to Gronk at least try something yeah. with I, I don't know man this is I wouldn't push the panic button just yet now I think the Packers are what the number one seed now because the yes. Bucks lost and so did Arizona Arizona's like in a free fall right now yeah. but if I'm going I mean going into this week it's a short week well not short week but I mean going into this week you know it's you're playing for that top spot. Yeah. So, I mean, you're trying to clinch the division too. And now you got Antonio Brown back and then Ronald Jones is your number one running back. So Scotty Miller's got to, and then Scotty Miller's got to be in there. Uh, Prashad Perryman's got to be in there. Gronk's probably going to be a main focal point again. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. To see. It's going to be an interesting offensive scheme this week. I mean, honestly, it's going to it be really interesting. Is. I knew the Bucks were in trouble in that game when I saw Tom Brady trying to run to save the team. And I was like, yep. I was like, now you really know they yeah. are going down. That I, was like, uh, like the sign. I, I hate Saints, the Saints, and I hate their fans, but the, the Saints players love to troll the Bucks when they beat them. But, you know, you, yeah. you know, you can beat them during the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, you can't beat them at all. Exactly. So um, I just thought the memes were funny. Like, hey, uh, I think one of the players on the Saints tweeted out to Microsoft about yes. <laughs> gifting Tom Brady a Microsoft <laughs> Surface. That was pretty funny. But, yeah, it's just – it's. Yeah, getting shut out at home, prime time. It's it's not a good look. It was um, a disgusting game to watch, especially right. as someone who doesn't really love either team. I was sitting there. There was one point I was like, "Do I turn it off?" But then I was like, "If I turn it off, Tom Brady's gonna have like this epic comeback, and he's gonna right. make." So I watched, and I was like, "I really don't have to watch this game. There's there's no reason <laughs> for me to be watching this right now. This is terrible." It got frustrating to me too because it's just they weren't getting it done. Like even no. when they had everybody in, they just weren't pushing the ball down. So I was at one point I was like, 
once everybody kept going at it with injuries, I'm like, this is going to be done over with. Yeah. I I, luckily, I can't, like you guys, I can't see a world where some twists happen where the Bucks end up not making the playoffs at all. That I just right. think they haven't clinched, but I just think that's out of the question. They, you know what I'm saying? They haven't officially clinched, but like we know they have, <clears throat> like they're in. It's the right. NFC. I can't see them going on like this downward fall. I just think that's pretty unrealistic, but hopefully I don't Carol- we've people. got Carolina this week and then the Jets to close out. Yeah. So, so I think you're in a pretty good position, um, right. but going into the playoffs, it does make me super nervous because there are teams in the NFC that are red hot. And I mean, the Packers are, like unstoppable right now, especially and Aaron Rodgers is injured. They have this crappy secondary and they're still just on a high. So I'm not nervous for the Bucs or the rest of the regular season, but I am nervous playoff wise. I don't, I'm going to say I feel comfortable and I feel confident saying I doubt we see Tom Brady back to back in a Super Bowl. I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned the Packers too. Like Aaron Rodgers is probably the front runner for the MVP. Yeah, I would say Aaron Rodgers or Jonathan Taylor. Right. Those are the two options right now. And I think if the season ended today, it's probably going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 100%. Back to back. And then he'll probably just ride off to the sunset and give Green Bay the finger. And go, go on Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what, like, uh, ah. what stuck out to you this past? I mean, it's been fo- week 15 is still not done. We have a game tonight, which is we insane. Have two. Yeah. So, which is even more insane. So, what's what really kind of caught your eye this past week in week 15 that just was like, oh my God, what is going on? Another crazy ass week in the NFL. I'm trying to think what caught, I mean, the Steelers against the Titans, that was a confusing one. And I, I yeah. took the Steelers, like, I for some reason had this like feeling that the Steelers were going to come to life, but part of me was like, there's no way. But this is just the Steelers being the Steelers. Like, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. They're always just like riding it out. Like, I mean, obviously they had their years where they were fantastic, but the last couple have been very, very average. And you have the AFC North. That's just a hot mess. You have the Steelers and the Bengals winning. You have the Browns and the Ravens losing. I feel like whoever takes this division, it's literally going to come down to like the last second of week 18. And week 18, they all play each other at 1 o'clock. Like, they're all – it's two teams in each division. Both games are going on the same time at 1 o'clock. So, it's going to be nutty in week 18. But I just think that division continues to confuse me the most. I mean, obviously, Arizona will have a whole conversation about that. But then we also have the 49ers that are suddenly just completely surging. Like, looking like the 49ers the year they went to the Super Bowl. So – I'm just very confused all the way around. I was going to ask you about that division since they're all playing each other the last week. Yeah. Who's if, if let me give you a lightning round for you. Who clinches, okay. who makes the wild card, who's out? In the AFC North? Yeah. Bengals clinch. Yeah. Steelers could potentially make the wild card if one of them were to Browns and Ravens out. Okay. That I was feel like exact same what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to switch Steelers and Browns. No, because I hate the Steelers with a passion, but the way they've been playing the past couple weeks, and this is like a, a good another segue into our contender or pretender segment is 
like Tomlin's got these guys fired up and they're, and they're, yes. they're playing the game. They're like winning games, the games that they should going down the stretch. And just looking at what, what Baltimore now, Baltimore almost beat the Packers. the other They night. did. Almost no, did. I want to give so much respect to Huntley because what he does is incredible. And did you watch the mic'd up of John Harbo asking them if they want to go for like, it I gave did. me chills. Like, cause I, I'm personally, I always am against that. Like, I don't know why I never say go for it just because like I've seen like with the bills and the Ravens, like these are teams that can obviously tie it and go to overtime and win, but they can mm -hmm. obviously they're capable, fully capable of getting the two points and winning outright. So I do understand the logic, but in my mind, it's too much of a risk. So I always say tie it and go to overtime. And I know I, that's like a heated. I, you know, I, I look at it too. Like what, isn't he one for two now on the two point conversions? Who Huntley? No, Harbaugh. Like he had oh, that yeah. one at the beginning of the season, yes. then he had one a couple weeks ago that <clears throat> didn't. Yeah, that was the many. second time this season that yeah, they went so, for two and missed and didn't get it. So he's one for two with with going for two. I, I would think Harbaugh would be like, you know what? Let's tie it up. Let's go to OT and see what happens. Yeah, be because now, now you're one for two, and it's putting you in danger of missing the playoffs. Yeah. And so I. I, I I give it up to Hundley too. He looks like he looked like Lamar. I thought Lamar was playing in the game. Literally, literally. Yeah. It's like the Ravens just have like this backup Lamar and it's yeah. impre incredible. But mm -hmm. no, especially if Lamar can't, I mean, there was a chance he was going to play this week. Like that was like a game time decision. So that makes me feel hopeful that like he could potentially come back, but it seemed like the last couple of weeks he was getting like completely worn down because this team itself, like on both sides of the ball has been injured this entire season since before the season even started. And Lamar was the one kind of carrying them through. And I think now I, I have a feeling that the ankle injury might have been like, there was something going on for a little while that he wasn't, we didn't know about um, because he just didn't look like himself. He didn't look explosive there. There was something missing. Um, and then now with the injury, if Lamar isn't at a hundred percent and you don't ha have him to fall back on, I don't think the Ravens have any chance of making the playoffs because he is that one guy that even with no real players on their team, he can try and get it done. And if he isn't a hundred percent in it, I just don't think it's feasible. I agree with you. I, and I, I think that goes apart. And the thing is they scored what over. 20 points without him too this week. Yeah. They the scored 30. Weeks. That game was 31 yeah. to 30. Yeah. For the past few weeks, I mean, they were not even hitting 20 when it came to the yeah. points. So, I mean, I just. I'm telling you, he's been injured and it just got tweaked and it got worse in that Browns it, game. Well, also, too, he hasn't really had any good support either. None. I mean, None. His, his wide receivers are beginning hurt. They really have a makeshift backfield right now. I mean, Devonta Freeman is their number one back. I mean, Devonta Freeman, for God's sakes. Yeah. So, all right, let's look at the AFC and NFC playoff picture right now. Okay. And we'll do some contender and pretend. Um, okay. The Let's start. You want to start with the AFC or NFC? Let's start with the AFC. AFC. Okay, because it's all jumbled up right now. So Yeah, it's getting, like, great. So, the one seed... Kansas City's back in the one seed. Patriots slipped to number two. We've got the Titans, Bengals, and Colts. The Patriots also pissed me off. <laughs> so, that was a, it's a frustrating game. Oh, frustrating. I was ready to like fight someone. The one time that I'm like really gung ho and like all aboard the Patriots and like so excited to watch them, they did that. 
I was like, yeah. oh, kidding. I got out of Spider-Man uh, on, on Saturday. I was like, okay, oh, the, the Colts and Patriots are on. I've got a couple guys going for fantasy. Let's see how they do it. And I'm, I'm watching this boring-ass game. Yeah, it was and I'm like, And I was like, dude, are you kidding me right now? And yeah. that it, it didn't Mac Jones didn't look like Mac Jones. No, it was an it, off game. It was a very and it's one of those off games you shouldn't have, especially late in the season. As, yeah, um, especially at this point when you're on a seven game win streak and you're just exactly. seeing, they easily could have beat the Colts. My mind was Bill. The Colts are zero and six if Jonathan Taylor has less than hundred rushing yards, and you have Bill Belichick. My mm-hmm. mind was Bill Belichick on his defense is going to do everything he can to slow down Taylor, put this game into Carson Wentz's hand, and then it's over. And Mac Jones just had to do what Mac Jones has done all season, and everything would have been fine. And then none of that was happening. I was like, where are? It felt like a parallel universe. <laughs> this whole week felt like a parallel. It universe. really did. It really let's, did. Let's, yeah, let's pump the brakes on that. All right. So <laughs> then we've got the Chargers at eight and six, the Bills at eight and six, the top, the round up the top seven. So the yes. set, the Bills still have that seventh spot, but creeping up are the Ravens, the Browns, the Steel, the Steelers, believe it or not. Yeah. And the Dolphins, and yeah. even the Broncos are still yeah. creeping up. So let's let's go through the AFC contenders or pretenders, and I'm going to do the bottom half because we already know that that top six is pretty pretty much locked up. So yeah, Bill, let's do Bills, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and Dolphins. Out of those, who's are who are the contenders, and who are the pretenders of this group? I say Raiders are 100 percent pretenders. <laughs> there, there's. Up. Yeah, like I get why they're still there because they haven't completely fallen yet, but we are just going to see them continue to fall. I get it. They got a win over the COVID Browns this weekend. I'm yep. really not impressed by it. Um, they're going to have um, a rough a rough end of the season. They just can't seem to figure it out. So I take them out immediately. Okay. Like I said with the Ravens, and this pains me because I really wanted to see the Ravens in the playoffs. But without, unless Lamar just has this remarkable recovery and he comes out and he's slinging, I say the Ravens are pretenders as well, too. Um, I think it's a long shot that they can figure it out. And looking at these other teams, Steelers, Dolphins, Browns, even the Broncos, they seem to have it more together than the Raiders and the Ravens right now. Dolphins are red hot. I'm, they're gonna squeak in. I'm telling you right now. I love it. I am I so they're squeak in. for it. They're, I, <laughs> I was watching the Dolphins game with my buddy, and the first touch, the first running touchdown for the Dolphins, we thought it was either uh, Salman Ahmed or we thought it was Gaskin because I I thought Gaskin was was starting that game. No, yeah. it was Duke Johnson. And yes. we both looked at each other, going, "Wait, Duke Johnson from the Texans that went to the Browns? Duke Johnson?" He's like, "Yeah." yeah. It's like that's Duke Johnson. Okay, all right scores again i'm like what is going on here where the number one back for the dolphins is duke johnson yes. who's having a day by the way for the dolphins i i'm 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 telling you right now jordan i, I know you agree with me on this it, dolphins are gonna squeak in at the number number seven spot it's I gonna am, happen i would legitimately <clears throat> be the happiest person ever because this is last season i wanted them to be a playoff team and they were so close like just on the brink and then this year they they're still there. The Tua injury messed them up and like knocked it. They had a rough start. Then Tua got hurt. But now mm-hmm. to see them just like completely figuring it out. I mean, they're right there. Like literally remove the Ravens and the Raiders. 
I mean, if the Chargers and the Bills, Bills looked great this weekend. Chargers, that was a hard. I literally sat in my room after the Chargers game and just like stared at the ceiling. Um, <laughs> like I was like, so I was like, what just happened? But they, I'm not convinced on either of them because the Bills, I need a little bit more to be convinced that they're actually back. Chargers are hit or miss every week. And if the Dolphins keep playing the way they have, they can easily get in. I think out of all the teams left, the Dolphins have like the easiest schedule too. So that's insane. I want oh yeah, they play the Jets next week. Oh wait, no, yeah. they just played the Jets. Just play the Jets. Hold on, let me see the rest of their schedule. Uh, they have the no, they have the Saints and the Titans. Oh, that's gonna be tough. Saints, and, and, Saints, and Patriots. Patriots. Tough. That's gonna that's be tough. tough. That's tough. Yeah. Doable. Doable, but tough. Yeah. Okay. They have to play like the smartest they've played. They do. I'm still going to take two of magic and the dolphins are going to squeak in. I love it. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go. All right. Let's go to the NFC. The NFC, the NFC reminds me of now, you know, when you play Monopoly for a long time and after like eight hours, you just want to just throw the, the game board across, yeah. you know, the room. That's what the NFC playoff picture to me looks That's like. That's a very good analogy. Thank you. I appreciate You're welcome. That. Because it's um, accurate. Yes. Um, Looking at the bottom half of this, it's just um, no it's a mess of a mess. There. No, no, not at all. And the Saints have the seventh spot now. <laughs> and then the, no, the Vikings do <laughs> the Vikings do. Yeah. Oh, Vikings okay. are in the playoffs right now. Okay. So the Vikings is, have the seventh just, spot. That just shows you how big of a joke the NFC is. If the Vikings yeah. after this season are in the playoffs. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like this at all. I no. don't like, it makes me want to, God, it's bad. Yeah. Really yeah. Bad. And the thing is like the next couple of teams behind, because to me, the, the Vikings will not hold that seven spot. They will not. I don't think so, but they've been, they've like, been hot and cold, Jordan. They've been like up and down, yeah. hot and cold. Like they'll, that's, they'll, that's how they are. They are so inconsistent. They'll give you a few wins and then they'll lose against the Lions. Yeah. So <laughs> Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. I I would I would like even root for your Eagles to get in to the playoffs Thank right you. now. I just don't like the bottom half. You got the Vikings, you got the Saints, and you got the Washington football team. Yeah. Like to me Falcons that's... behind the Eagles. Falcons have a real chance to be in the playoffs. Nah, like how? What world are we living in? I don't know. I, I I would love to see the Eagles just get in by default because I don't like the other teams going into this. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm already, let's be real. None. Vikings, Saints, Washington, Eagles, Falcons, Seahawks, none of them deserve a playoff spot. And two weeks ago, I would have said the 49ers really don't either. But now they're kind of, they look like a playoff team. Like they're figuring it out. I respect everything they're doing. That's fine. The rest of them are frauds. They're yes. fake. Um, and yeah, the Eagles, after this season, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They're my team, so I'm just going to root for them to get in, get one more game out of them. Realistically, whoever makes it, probably, probably losing in the first round anyway. So, Yeah, I just don't. NFC can just go to hell. I don't like this yeah. at all. I said in my YouTube video this week, I was like, we should honestly take the two on the bubble, like the two top on the bubble teams um, that are remaining from the AFC and throw them in the AFC NFC playoff picture. Because like all of those, 
like going down to literally, honestly, every team that is on the bubble for other than the Raiders for the AFC makes sense. Like you're like, right. yeah, they could all be playoff teams. You don't get that vibe from the NFC. The NFC, the last wild card spot, you feel like doesn't even deserve to be there. Yeah, I just God, this is so gross and ugly looking at this right now. And, I, so and the funny the funny thing is you could have a couple of NFC East teams in, which is funny to me too. Literally. <laughs> there is a there's a chance that <clears throat> I mean, realistically, Washington and the Eagles yeah. could make the playoffs. I mean, a lot would have to happen, but it's still on the table. So Washington, so so disgusting. you got okay, so Washington has you guys tonight. So yes. that's going to bump up somebody. Yeah. And then the week after, well, you guys, I know you guys are still in the NFC East plane. So, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So Washington, Washington has the Cowboys and then the, then you guys again. And then the Giants. Yeah. And then the, you guys have, yeah, it's going to be a beat them up. Who's going to be, who's going to outlast one another. And then the I'm pretty sure the weeks. NFC East just plays each other for these last three weeks. They do. Like, I don't think we play anyone else outside. I know the no. Eagles in Washington don't. Oh man. You know it's what? Ugly. It's ugly, but it's also going to be fun going going the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm <clears> genuine. <throat> and like, I I don't even want to say I'm like rooting for the Cowboys because that's just disgusting. How? That's this, blasphemy. Don't even talk about that. I know. But like at this point, I just want them to clinch, like just get it out of the way. So then by week 18, as because at this at that point, Eagles are probably it's going to come down to week 18 for that seven seed wildcard spot for the NFC. At that point, if the Eagles are on the verge and we just have to beat the bike or beat the Cowboys, if they've already clinched, they're not playing starters. So I just want it out of the way. I don't want any chance of having to play like the actual Cowboys team because it gives us a very good chance to win and sneak our way in. But knowing them, they'll start their starters just to play spoiler and not allow us that opportunity. Hopefully we can get a Christmas miracle. So uh, do you expect any uh, jewelry this uh, year for Christmas at all? I do. So my big thing is my rings. I have, I call them my brass knuckles. I wear them on like every finger. So I always ask for my rings for Christmas. Well, speaking of jewelry, uh, Believe has partnered up with Lightbox Jewelry. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Uh, Lightbox lab grown, lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting tech, cutting edge technology, innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price. $800 $800 per carat. I don't know if that's good or not. Don't know much about carrots. All I know is when I bought my wife's engagement ring, it was a lot of money. So <laughs> they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just as they're just grown in the lab because of their process, they can create stones and blush pink and beautiful blue as well as classic white light box. Lab grown diamonds are the gift that'll, that'll <clears throat> never want to take off price. So they won't have to, they really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Love the light box. So if you got we need love last, it. last minute gifts, go to lightboxjewelry.com and get your sparkles for your ladies. So there you go. We love it. We love it. Yes, we do. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, this playoff picture to me is <clears throat> one jumbled mess, but it makes for great television because we all like to see it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to maybe get your thoughts on this. COVID has hit teams like a sledgehammer the past probably yes. week and a half. If this continues, could you see a stoppage of 
play for maybe just a couple weeks until it all dies down and then pushing out the season for a little bit? Do you see something like happening for the NFL? I'm honestly on board with that because I'd rather that, like if they're like, hey, listen, we're especially if like we can make it through week 18 and we get to that point and then it's like, hey, we are postponing playoffs two weeks, letting everyone get the chance to get healthy. Basically, it's like everyone just quarantine yourself because that's, I'm pretty sure if you're vaccinated, the quarantine period's only 10 days now anyway. And that's like the yep. maximum, like you can recover a lot quicker. So tested every day, I would rather see that because then that way, you know, everyone's going to come back healthy and then we can just finish off the season. I don't want to see it get to the point where we don't do that. And then way too many people are sick and it's a hot mess. We're postponing playoff games. Like, I just don't want it to get to that. For tonight's Washington Eagles game, this the these are the players from the COVID protocol. Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, Brandon Sharif, Taylor Larson, Kendall Fuller, Cam Curl, David Mayo, and Cornelius Lucas, and former Eagle Wendell Smallwood are on the COVID protocol list ahead of tonight's game. Um it's it's to me, it's like I the I, I get the protocol. So maybe you guys should maybe get vaccinated by now. That's in a whole nother story. Uh, Cole Beasley is out. He's on the COVID-19 list uh, for tonight's game. Tyler Lockett and Alex Collins are both on COVID, <clears throat> the COVID list. They're officially out for tonight's games too. Um, I'm I'm glad that it's it's kind of – we're not having a huge, huge outbreak because I think out of out, how many players in the NFL, it's, it's uh, I think below 100 right now, which yeah, is – I think that's good. It's what's scary – yeah, it's better than the whole league being sick. I think it's just scary that it's affecting it's infecting like teams so deeply, like down to like third string guys. Like there's also- full on outbreaks within organizations. And now I'm just scared if especially because like when Case Keenum tested positive, he literally practiced with the Browns that morning and then tested positive that night. So when things like that are going on. I just feel like it has the opportunity to spread and like it's spreading fast. So it is spreading fast. Yeah. So like, I just don't want it to get to the point where someone on a team that doesn't know they're positive plays another team. And then you're taking out another whole organization as well. Like that's when it's going to start to build the domino effect. So yeah, I'm all for, I'd rather take a two week breather than risk something a lot more major down the line. Tonight, uh, the Eagles will be facing Garrett Gilbert's ex-AAF oh, yeah. football league star from the Orlando team. I remember seeing him uh, play. He was, wasn't that bad, but uh, that'll be an interesting game to play. Um, you know, we uh, we haven't been, we hadn't done a show in a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, ever since then, um, Urban Meyer got fired. Um, we didn't get to talk about it. So I want to. No, we uh, didn't. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about Urban. Uh what a disaster. Well, actually, you know what? What an end to a, you know what? Just what an end to an utterly disastrous situation for yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars team. This um, honestly played out exactly how I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I, uh, you know, and he'll, he'll be on the Mount Rushmore of all time bonehead head coach. He kicked his kicker. I know. I <laughs> like what? I and the thing is he he every single week he didn't look like he wanted to be there to begin with. Never, ever. Did you see him 
in the middle of the field with Mike Vrabel after they scored. Handshake like, out. Handshake yes. out. Yeah. And it's so – like, he's one big baby. Yeah. I – I, it to me, it's just – it's a comical thing because now if you're Urban Meyer, what happens next for you? Do you take a year off, stay out of the limelight, don't do anything, don't go to clubs, don't try and grind, grind on chicks that aren't your wife – do you try and get a, a studio analyst job? Do you try and dangle your resume to like maybe not a power five conference school and, and try to go back to coaching or do you take a year off? And then after that year, go back to coaching because either way, if, if you're, if you're, he's never going to coach in the pros again, hands no. down. He's, he's done. That was yeah. your shot. You, you messed up. You're, you're done. So yeah, if, if you're going to go try and coach again, which listen, He's gonna go try and back and coach. He's gonna oh, yeah. he's gonna try and coach no matter what. If you're if you're a college team, are you gonna like say, hey, we'll we'll take a chance on you? Do you ever see I think him? He needs, taking- I can see him being a coach again, one hundred percent. But I think <clears throat> it, he needs a year of living in a hole yes. and letting everyone kind of. No one will forget, but it won't feel as fresh, and it'll be like more of a joke. And they'll be like, oh, like enough times passed it's time for him to get another chance kind of thing. Um, I don't know how I can't see one of like the big name schools going for it. I think it'll be like a middle of the line, like decent, yep. like good football program, but not the best of the best <clears throat> that just gives him a shot to kind of get back in the swing of things. But yeah, knowing him, he's like just the thing that won't die. Like he'll come <laughs> back. He, we won't be done with him, but I think it's definitely going to take a year of like staying quiet, keeping your name out of the news right. doing as little as you possibly can or doing like slight good things here and there do kind some of community like, service yeah like sprinkle something in so it's like okay he's not that bad and then that's fresh in people's minds next year when he goes and starts looking for new jobs that's the only well, way he's gonna make it out of this it's christmas time go to a homeless shelter yes serve some deliver, soup to some homeless walk people. around to houses deliver presents to children like do something Best PR move he could do is partner up with Tim Tebow. Hands down. Just partner up with Timmy Tebow. If you partner up with Tim Tebow, you will be in good graces with everybody. If you the partner Jack- up. We need a movie of the, or a 30 for 30 on the Jacksonville Jaguars this season because they, oh, they, they, so awesome. it would be so funny because one, you get first overall pick, you get Trevor Lawrence, then you hire Urban Meyer, then Tim Tebow. And it's just a downfall from there. That's it would be great. Be that would yeah, be. It's gotta be. Whoa. 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of movies, like, did you see uh, there's a Sean Payton movie coming out soon? Yes. Did you see the tweet? Oh, wait, Frick, I'm forgetting his name. Kevin Kevin James. Kevin James. <laughs> yes. And did you see the tweet where it was like, Kevin James is unrecognizable as Sean Payton? <laughs> and it's like, no, that looks exactly like Kevin James. <laughs> Like he, I, I'm excited to see it though, but that had I, me crying laughing. I'm not excited to see it because I think it's just gonna be stupid. But I feel, I feel like it'll be stupid good. Like I'm not expecting it to be like an Oscar winner, but I think no. it'll be entertaining. Okay. Okay. Let's now possible replacements possible. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who who do you think is gonna who do you think Shot Khan is gonna be like? All right, I need to fix my team culture. I need to get in a guy that's gonna really help out and lead my men to to 
more than two wins. <laughs> Send Doug Peterson there. He said he wasn't coming back unless he wanted, unless it was a head coaching job. I honestly trust him. We saw what he did the year we won the Super Bowl. We did that. And granted, granted, I think Frank Reich played a very large part of that, but I'll give Doug Peterson credit. We got to the Super Bowl with guys from our practice squad and a backup quarterback. So I think for someone to come in and have a good chance to kind of make something out of nothing in Jacksonville, other than really James Robinson and um, Trevor Lawrence, I think he could be really good at it. I have two names. I have two names that would probably be perfect for the job. One's kind of of a homer pick because he's an ex-Jaguars player. Byron okay. Leftwich. Okay. I would like that. Um, I'd be fine um, with that. He would be, I mean, that's a legacy Homer pick because, you know, he was a player there. I mean, he's been a pretty great OC with Tampa. Yeah. Um, he, I think he'd be able to help Trevor Lawrence out. Now, obviously, I don't think I, I would put, I would not let Byron call the offensive plays. I think he would need to bring in somebody that's going to be the OC and him be the head coach. And then my other pick, which I think we've beaten this dead horse way too much, Eric Bieniemy from I was gonna say, yeah Kansas City. I think Bieniemy would be a better molder for Trevor Lawrence than Byron Leftwich. I think he would be a better coach, head coach, and overall mentor for Trevor Lawrence. Over the last two seasons, Bieniemy has deserved a head coaching position a lot more than some of the guys that have been hired. I agree. I definitely and for him for some whoever honestly gets the gig, Urban Meyer just completely blew it. Jacksonville's honestly a gold mine because yeah. you have Trevor Lawrence who has all this potential. He's just not getting the proper coaching, the proper training to kind of make that transfer into the NFL. He also doesn't really have any team around him. So if you can go in there and start building Jacksonville from the ground up, you have the quarterback. You have the key piece to kind of build around any coach that can go in there and make them a winning team. Like you're a legend. So, and it, it could be fun. So right. I, I would love to see the enemy in there. I think that'd be great. I would, I shot con needs to go. I, I don't need like, did it, you I, see I, the list of people that they passed up to hire urban Meyer? I the did not was see on the it. list. Was oh, he on Robert it? Sala, the enemy, like all these people. And I was like, and you picked, Urban Meyer. Meyer. <laughs> Khan should just be look look at it as instead of me going out and trying to find like the best DC or the best OC that I could make it to a head coach or an or an ex head coach that I could bring in. I need to find a leader of men. Yes, I need to find that type of person because you you can bring in a DC, you could bring in an OC to be that at head coach, but ultimately, is he going to be able to lead? You know, a, a group of guys that had have so much sour taste in their mouth from the last guy they tried to bring in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, look that's at what, what Dan Campbell's doing for the Lions. I think that's right. a prime example. The Lions will start to succeed because mm-hmm. even when they can't get anything right, Dan Campbell still believes in them. And like, I know we make fun of him; he's a quirky <laughs> dude, but I honestly respect him. Like seeing him in the locker room, knowing your team is two eleven and one, like. Knowing like what he's kind of bringing to them and seeing them when they can rally together and get a win. And I mean, they just took down the Arizona Cardinals who what a, like, what a great segue. What a great segue. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm and, not- the is, and the thing is, Jordan, they're not like a, 
They're not a bad two eleven and one team. They are now, the now. best two eleven and one team I've ever seen in my entire life. Because even when they do, I mean, they've won <clears> twice, <throat> but and they haven't they haven't lost three times. I'll give them that. Um, even when they are losing the eleven other times, though, they are like in games, and even when mm-hmm. they're getting blown out, they are trying to leave everything out there and make something happen. So I get like I support the Detroit Lions and I want them to figure it out because what they're doing this season it's not, it's like it's commendable like I like I'm proud of them because they're not giving up I agree I thank you it, I, I, I that game on Sunday against Arizona was fun it was fun to be like a Lions fan yes and like even I, though we, even though we're Cardinals I love the yes, Card- yeah yes even though we're Cardinals fan like it's yes. it's like almost like man Maybe the Cardinals do deserve to get beat by the Lions because the Lions played really good football on Sunday. Yes. No, they like did. Lions deserve to win. Arizona for the last two weeks has been not looked like Arizona and they're not a team. I'm not going to get too concerned for them yet. Like I need to see. I mean, I don't know if that's fair to say because they just lost to the Lions, but um, I'm still I'm remaining positive for them. It's a fluke. I mean, so many other teams. I mean, we saw the Chiefs. We all gave up on the Chiefs, and now they're back, and we're all right. on board. So I'll give the Cardinals their last two games. You're still very much in this playoff picture. Figure it out for Week 16, and just continue to be yourselves, and everything's going to be fine. Um, but you know, the I I have been guilty of like taking the Lions almost every single week this season with the like I always pick the Lions. So I, I like to see when they can finally do it. If you were going back to the Jags, if you had the number one spot, which they're pretty much locked that up, they're, yeah. they're, they're number one again. Are you trading out? I would trade out. I honestly think you should, because then you can build up some more draft, especially you're going to have a brand new head coach. I feel like there's still a lot up in the air build up that draft capital. So once a new head coach, I mean, obviously maybe even just trade back later into the first and figure it out from there. But I say, get a new head coach in there. Um, Like I said, build up that draft capital and then start to take it. Once you kind of find yourselves in more of a rhythm, I think it's risky to like hire a new head coach, take the first overall pick and not really know how it's going to play out. I, yeah, I would trade out if, even if I was the, even the lions at number two, I think the Lions give you the two or three because I think Houston has the number, maybe the yeah. number two spot. If I was Detroit, I would trade out too. Yeah. I would definitely get some draft capital because there you could put in the building blocks of that foundation of, of if you're ending the season on the high, high notes, which they're, they're doing right now, I would trade out. Yeah. And, and see what you can get with that high. I think because, Lions- you know, teams are calling. Yeah. And I think the Lions trade out, focus more on free agency and making a trade, like do something. They really just need if they can get one or two pieces on offense, if they can get some nice secondary, some good defensive guys like the Lions, they're trending upward. They have some they have a solid base. They just need the extra pieces to kind of make it more explosive and give them that extra edge. But I love I would I would I would try and get. Jared Goff, a shiny new toy as a wide yes. receiver. And backfield's not bad. DeAndre yeah. Swift's really he's pretty good. TJ Hawkinson's your boy. I mean, yeah. just just give him some wide receivers, man. And then they'll be all good. 
Exactly. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson, he's out for the rest of this season. I think he realized, like, we're not going to the playoffs. He needed <laughs> surgery on his thumb. So I think he's, like, might as well get it now, c- cut my season short, and then be redder, like well-rested to kind of train in this offseason and get ready for next year, which I think is smart at this point. It is very smart. It's very yeah. smart, especially and for a lot of teams. And they without him. So That's true. That's very true. All right. Before we get on out, predictions for tonight. Your Eagles playing the Washington football team, and then the Rams take on the Seattle Seahawks. Who do we got for tonight? I am taking Eagles and Rams Shocker. tonight. Shocker. I am take I am taking Eagles Rams also because <gasps> look at us. Seattle's they'll they'll put up a good fight. I just don't. Yeah, see I honestly I might feel comfortable taking Seattle plus eight and a half. I think this might be a close. Like Rams are heavy favorites, so mm-hmm. I might take Seattle with the <clears> points, but outright. Definitely Rams. Okay. All right. All right. Well, here we go. Thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast, uh, brought to you by I Believe and also BetOnline.ag. Hope everyone had a safe and happy Merry Christmas as well, Jordan. I hope you have a great Merry Christmas Thanks to you and your too. family. Uh, we will reconvene uh, on Sunday for our Sunday show. Uh, yeah. So everybody have a great uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you soon. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.